Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of Birdland, and most importantly, Orioles World Series believers. As a bearded German once famously stated on a train through Tokyo, Japan, I just like the duck. I think he's cool. Welcome to the podcast. Just flush it. Famous words by Baltimore Orioles manager Brandon Hind after a uh, horrible start to the 2020 baseball season. The Orioles losing to the Red Sox 13-2 up in Boston. Uh, and you know what? The team did just that. Uh, they got it out of their mind. Uh, they came back to the ballpark the very next day, clear-headed, uh, and put together a win. A fantastic win, 7-2, followed up by a series-clinching win on Sunday, the Orioles take the Red Sox two out of three, uh, more on each one of those games. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what else was going on. You know, we, we had opening day, uh, Thursday night, two primetime games, uh, and, and it couldn't, uh, you know, it was just uh, with Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch to the uh, Nationals-Yankees game. Uh, it wasn't pretty. This year has not been pretty. I don't think that this season is looking very pretty, other than the Orioles' current record. Uh, but you know what? That was baseball. And you know what? Uh, hey, I I'm okay with a great scientist uh, spending more time in a laboratory than uh, out practicing how to throw a baseball. So uh, you know what? It was, a, it was a great honor. It was fun and, and good for Dr. Fauci. Uh, the game, unfortunately, for the Yankees and the Nationals was called early. Uh, just a, a downpour, torrential downpour of rain up there. Uh, in DC that ended the game early. The Yankees did end up with the win, but just like almost everybody else in baseball who lost that first matchup, uh, the Nationals too came back and, and, uh, and pulled the second win uh, from the Yankees. Uh, the other big highlight was, uh, was with the Oakland Athletics. Uh, shout out to uh, Oakland Nat, uh, big fan out there, who uh, was, was happy to see a walk-off grand slam against the Anaheim Angels. And you know, with this, I think everybody was kind of eagerly watching, hey, how are they gonna celebrate this social distanced, you know, imaginary high fives, you know, when, when something big like that happens. And you know what? It was all thrown out the window. Lots of hugging, uh, lots of jumping up and down. You know, the water got thrown out. It was your typical baseball celebration. And uh, you know, that's what we're gonna see. Uh, beforehand, there was lots of discussion about how are guys gonna you know, not spit, um, not give high fives, not slap each other on the ass. But you know what? We've seen some of that. I think that, uh, you know, there's probably been a whole lot less of that than we typically see. Uh, you know, obviously we see some guys playing with masks. We see a lot of guys, you know, with chin guards, which, uh, you know, that's one thing. But again, I think a lot of times they're just wearing it and when they're comfortable, maybe in the dugout or maybe when they're out in the field, they'll put it on or maybe when they're on base, they'll put it on, but it's always there and it's easy to grab. Uh, it's just not something that they're comfortable with having all the time. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the A's looked great against the Angels. Uh, the Yankees had, uh, you know, they won their first game. Uh, another one, unfortunately, for, uh, for the Angels, uh, Shohei Otani, uh, you know, baby Babe Ruth did not look so good in his first 
trip to the mound. I don't think that he recorded a single out. Uh, they pulled him in the first inning. Uh, a lot of folks had him kind of as, a, as an early write-in for the uh, shortened 2020 MVP, but uh, for Otani, not off to a great start. Uh, so with that, let's, uh, let's jump in. Uh, we're going to get to the, the latest news with the Orioles and the Marlins, but let's just do a quick recap uh, on Game 1, 2, and 3 for the Orioles. Again, Game 1, Tommy Malone pitching for an injured... Uh, I don't even know if he's injured. So John Means came down. He, he's our, uh, our opening day starter. The Orioles' uh, ace starting pitcher, uh, who was second in Rookie of the Year last year, uh, also an, an all-star representative for the Orioles. Uh, you know, it, it comes out a couple days before opening day that uh, John is suffering from a dead arm, um, which after a bit of Googling comes out of just kind of a tired arm. Uh, and evidently it's contagious because Hunter Harvey also came out uh, with a case of the dead arms, and, and he has not been able to throw from the bullpen for the Orioles in any live game action yet either. Um, so as, now, it does look like both these guys are going to be okay. They're going to be back uh, in the Orioles rotation and back in the Orioles bullpen here before too long. Uh, a lot of it comes down, I think, to the fact that guys were uh, had different levels of how they were working out. We had some guys like, uh, like Alex Cobb, uh, other folks who were pitching in, in real kind of almost um, you know, game-like action, uh, depending upon where they were quarantined. Other guys were out on a farm. Uh, you know, pitching to their wives or a bucket or a fence or anything like that. So coming in with just different levels of, uh, of workouts, how they were built up, uh, maybe some of them were rushed, who knows. Uh, but both those guys are going to need uh, maybe another week, maybe another few days before they're, they're back in any type of game time action. Uh, so in came Tommy Malone, one of the uh, two uh, free agent signings, minor league contract um, guys, Tommy Malone and Wade LeBlanc, a little bit more on Wade here uh, later. But Tommy Malone came in and got his first ever opening day start. Tommy Malone, an older guy who's played for about 10 different teams, it seems, uh, within Major League Baseball. Uh, and again, the, the, the biggest highlight or the biggest headline that we had for Tommy was uh, a week prior where during an intra-squad game, manager Brandon Hyde was really impressed with Tommy after retiring something like 14 of 15 batters. And so Tommy was looking good, painting the edges. He wasn't going to kill anybody with his speed, but had really strong command, uh, had a really strong breaking ball. And, and you know what? Coming out of the gate for the first two innings, that's exactly what Tommy looked like. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the Red Sox being, you know, uh, who they are, and that's a group of exceptional hitters, uh, were able to figure them out pretty quick. And we saw in the third inning where uh, a few guys got on base and, and manager Hyde was, was pretty quick to kind of pull, uh, pull Tommy out and, uh, and, and insert the bullpen. So in comes Cody Carroll, and Cody did not have a great outing. Uh, I think he walked three, uh, gave up four runs, um, you know, in addition to some of the, you know, in, in addition to some of the folks that uh, Tommy had left on base. So it, it got pretty ugly pretty quick for the Orioles. Uh, the Orioles did put together, I think, six hits, uh, including a nice home run by Rio Ruiz, uh, but all in all, a pretty bad performance by the Red Sox, or sorry, by the Orioles against the Red Sox. And again, after the game, manager Brandon Hyde said, you know what, I just want to flush this. Uh, let's get it over with. It's, it's, you know, we're coming into the tomorrow. 
It's a new day. It's a different day. And let's uh, let's try to win every at-bat, every inning. And sure enough, they come away with the win, 7-2. to two. Uh, So Cobb was on fire. Of course, immediately everybody starts talking about how we should trade Alex Cobb, get as much for him as we can. Uh, I'm not on that train. Uh, I, I enjoy having Cobb on the team. I think he has... Uh, a lot to do for the organization. I'm also not on the train that you know we're still in the rebuilding mode. Uh, I'm I'm World Series or bust. Uh, so and, and you know what? We're coming out of the gate hot. We're looking good. Uh, and and that was in, shown in Game Three as well, where Wade LeBlanc came in and pitched an exceptional game. I think both one of the things that stood out between Game Two and Game Three was the fact that we had no walks. Uh, in either of those games, which was exceptional for an Orioles organization. Uh, which was proven in that first game that we struggle with. Uh, so great for the Orioles. Uh, you know, we just saw we saw Cole Solcer come in and close that out. Cole looked really strong. So very excited to see how he plays throughout the season. Um, but you know what? It was just all around. And again, our bats were on fire. We had um, Iglesias. I think went four for five and almost got that fifth hit. Uh, of course, Alberto uh, was a hitting machine, and even Chris Davis chimed in with a, uh, a monster mash that almost went over the wall uh, there in Fenway Park, uh, just shy of it, but did get a, uh, an RBI double, which was great for uh, Chris and, and great for the team to, because it came in a very uh, timely manner when you know, the Orioles were only up by two uh, uh, at the time. <clears throat> at the time, the Red Sox had just come back and put two on the board, so uh, great for the Orioles to, uh, to pull away like that. Um, now we talk about what's going on with uh, the game that we had scheduled for tonight, which is against uh, the Miami Marlins. So the Orioles flew down from Boston down to Miami. Uh, I think from one of the pictures that I saw, it looked like they were at the stadium uh, looking around. And of course, there's, there's no Miami Marlins. What happened with Miami, I think, is probably well known. They had a three-game series uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies where they actually won uh, two out of their three. So uh, kudos to, the, to Miami for, uh, for putting together some wins. But the, the big news coming out of Miami or coming out of the Marlins organization is, is that they had something like eight players and two coaches. Might have been nine players and two coaches for a total of 11. Um, you know, positive cases for the coronavirus. Uh, and so now uh, they're waiting to see the next round of tests. Now, I think MLB somewhat planned for this, and this is a bit scary because we've seen the uh, the effects of the coronavirus that uh, you know it can have uh, a very damaging effect with some folks. One of the things that uh, I noticed that came out of the Red Sox organization um, is that their starting pitcher, their ace, uh, I think it's Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, who was tested positive for coronavirus, they actually found a heart issue uh, that they're starting to see with a lot of patients who test positive for coronavirus. Now, whether or not this is a pre-existing condition or maybe this was caused from the coronavirus uh, or just impacted it further, but it's enough to kind of give everybody in Boston, the the medical staff uh, and the player involved, just kind of a pause. Hey, let's take a look. Let's make sure that we really understand what's going on. Uh, So with the Marlins and so many of the uh, team members testing positive for the coronavirus, now, of course, the worry is, well, did any of the Philadelphia Philly players catch this and what impact does that have uh the philadelphia phillies taking the precaution to cancel tonight's game against the new york yankees or at least postpone that game until they get 
more test results back and understand if anybody had actually uh, caught the coronavirus possibly from the Marlins players. Now again, where do the Marlins players catch this? You know, one thing that I noticed is that before, uh, during the exhibition games of summer camp, uh, the Marlins were playing with uh, and against the Atlanta Braves. And possibly because we know that uh, a couple of the Atlanta Braves catchers came down with the coronavirus. Could this be uh, where it started? And, you know, everybody likes to talk about contact tracing now. I'm not sure how easily that's done, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we're, that the teams are looking at now. So either way, the Orioles and the Marlins are not going to play in Miami. Uh, from my understanding, what it looks like is that Tonight's game has been postponed, canceled, forfeited. Right now, it just looks like it's postponed. Uh, and they possibly could play tomorrow night in Camden Yards. Now, the way that the schedule broke out, uh, the Orioles and the Marlins were going to play a two-game series in Miami, fly to Camden Yards and play a two-game series there. And then that was it for the four games that the Orioles and Marlins were scheduled to play each other. Um they only have four games uh, on their schedule. Um, now it looks like with one game postponed, maybe they could do a double header possibly, which definitely seems more possible with the new extra inning rules. You don't have to worry about these really late games or anything like that. So that's a possibility. Uh, or they could just look to kind of find an off day uh, where the teams possibly have an overlap. But my guess is that they run the route uh, of the double header. Now that's if, the Marlins can field a team. And that should be easy. Well, that should be possible. Now, whether or not the Marlins like it or not uh, is another question. But the way that this season was set up was that each and every team has a 60-man player pool. Now, with that, you have a 30-man roster as well as a three-man taxi squad. Now, per my understanding of the health regulations, what happens with the Miami Marlins as they're in Philadelphia on a road trip, anybody there who has tested positive for the coronavirus is going to quarantine for the next two weeks there in Philadelphia. So they're going to go to a hotel. They're going to stay in that hotel for the next two weeks until, they, until they're out of quarantine. Now, anybody that tests negative for the coronavirus will be flying or driving or however they're going to get there from Philadelphia to Baltimore. Now, once they're in Baltimore, they'll have those three taxi squad players available to them. And I imagine that they'll be able to call up some additional folks from their alternate camp uh, that weren't on that 30-man roster. Uh, so how quickly they can get those folks, and I, to be quite honest, I'm not sure where the Miami Marlins have their secondary camp. I know the Orioles have that uh, there in Bowie. Bowie. Uh, so we'll see how that happens. But that's one of the reasons why each one of these teams has a 60-man player pool so that you can deal with these small outbreaks. Now, I'm not going to just kind of be one of those guys that just, you know, comes out with those, oh, just, you know, shake it off, rub some dirt on it, just shut up and play, don't whine. Because, again, uh, this is a serious illness. I mean, we've seen a lot of people, um, you know, be scared about this and have some, some damaging effects. So it's, it's up to the players. It seems like the Marlins actually had a team meeting yesterday, knowing that a few guys were sick. How did they want to, to play it out? And you know what these guys said before? Hey, we knew this could happen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play. And so that's the actions that the team took. Now, fingers crossed, 
uh, they were careful in that. Uh, and maybe this is something that Major League Baseball needs to step in and um, maybe they take that decision out of their hands. We'll see. I think it's going to be a fluid situation for everybody involved. But at least for tonight, the Orioles aren't going to play. The other thing that I found interesting is that with this, with you know specifically the Marlins and the possibility that they could have affected the Phillies, it looks like there's also a few folks down in Atlanta that are sick as well. But this is pretty much contained to the eastern region. Uh, we really haven't heard much. Uh, oh, and, you know, and I'll throw in Juan Soto to that as well. Juan Soto was also an opening day uh, scratch, unfortunately, as he had tested positive for the coronavirus. But we don't see much going on in the western or central regions. Is there a possibility where just the eastern region gets shut down and baseball continues with just a western and central region? What does that look like? Um, are the playoffs still going to be 16 teams? Um, or do they cut it back to 12, I, you know, 10? I, I don't know. Uh, but again, if I was out in the West Coast, if I was in you know, one of the Chicago teams and everybody there is being health and uh, being safe and healthy and you know, they're ready to play some baseballs, they're not having uh, the same type of effects, that would be really interesting. And I, I think that that's probably the, uh, what should happen. I don't want to see that happen. Obviously, I want the Orioles to keep playing. We're playing so well. Uh, and I think we've got a lot of good games ahead of us. So let's hope that the, uh, the Marlins situation gets resolved. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was just poor testing and all of these guys are, were, were, had a false negative, a false positive, uh, that they really don't have the coronavirus, fingers crossed, and we get to play some baseball. But that's it. Hey, you know what? At least we beat the Red Sox. It could have been the Yankees. That would have been a lot more fun. But we beat the Red Sox. Uh, we're currently in first place. Uh, in the AL East, there's nothing better than seeing that. Uh, and you know what? If it's not the Orioles, there's still going to be some baseball on TV. So we still have that to look forward. You guys have a great day.